Inherently Happy, Episode 202, Horror Happy. Includes a Happy Jim and Callus McGee adventure. So while it's true that the Happy Creed states that we believe in happy and balance and growth of being mindful and grateful, compassionate and understanding, and well, we happy folks should, yowza ha ha, my happy friends, it's also true that we, as a species, like the occasional bite of something terrible. And as much as we may hate misfortune, we are still fascinated by disaster. For whatever reason, whether it's the cleansing power of a tragic tale or the supercharged jolt one gets from an account of something horrific. We don't just tolerate mayhem, we crave it, constantly creating and maintaining it. There are skirmishes, armed conflicts, and major wars occurring somewhere on this planet at all times. Tragic tales are broadcast on the news, in the cinema, on the internet, and by word of mouth. We don't just like violent stories, we are positively horror happy. But the more we can keep it in perspective, keep it contained to the cinema and the other arts, then maybe the less likely we'll be to destroy our fellow human beings in real life. We can't pretend it isn't there, and it's not like we're giving people ideas. Wars rage on regardless. But if we can instead learn to quench our savage bloodlust with play fighting and stage blood instead, then we might be better off. That's what Happy Jim tries to do. But mean old Callus McGee does not. Callus considers art to be fake and wants to burn it all. He doesn't listen to music, he doesn't read books, he doesn't watch TV, or go to the movies. Is it any wonder he's so mean? All Happy Jim can do is try to lessen the effects of the meanness he sees around him. But the thing that really annoys Callus about Jim is that he can tell that Jim could have easily turned bitter and vengeful himself. But he just wimped out. Callus embraces his hate, while Jim runs from it, claiming that feelings of hate don't have to become a hate-filled outlook. See? Wimping out. It's Callus's hate that makes him tough, like the calluses that laborers get on their hands, and without them, Jim may just be too tender to survive. While Jim, instead, feels healthy and considers Callus to be the one sick and rotten at heart. Or rotten and sick at heart, like I wrote. And as such, they've been known to keep each other close. So that Jim can try to deflect Callus's wrath, and Callus can, in turn, infect Jim with a little fire. What they do is not so much hanging out as it is keeping an eye out. So one night, when they happened upon a liquor store robbery, they both knew they'd be stepping into the fray. The three robbers in question were drugged far beyond normalcy, whatever that may have once meant for them, and were approaching that same heightened level of laughing cruelty that even Callus considered too indulgent. The fear junkies weren't just there to plunder and pillage, but to torture, destroy, and frighten as well. Remember, Callus, no unnecessary roughness in public, Happy Jim said. I know, I know. Secondary locations only, Callus said, mustn't upset the sheep. Jim would use the extra time to try to talk Callus out of the worst of it, should that even be possible. And Callus would use it to show Jim the joys of being a wolf, should that even be possible. Jim isn't generally violent or cruel or mean, not generally. But sometimes, perhaps, some certain people 
don't always deserve a third, fourth, or fifth chance, especially if they insist on being reckless and destructive. So if denying them further chances to be mean is also mean, then that's about as mean as Jim gets. But a sheepdog is there to protect the sheep from the wolves, by any means necessary. I'm not saying Jim's a killer or anything, because he always finds some way to keep clear of the worst of it, like finding a wolf to do his dirty work, for example. And I'm not saying Callus is kind or cares about the sheep, but Happy Jim made a good argument once that hunting and besting other wolves can be far more satisfying than chasing a bunch of helpless sheep. Callus still wonders what it would take to turn a sheepdog into a wolf, however. But anyway, into the liquor store they went. The three junkies giggled as they pointed guns at the frightened clerk and patrons. The gunmen turned towards the door as it opened, but Callus and Jim were already halfway down the aisle by the time the tweakers got a few shots off. As the double-barreled shotgunner reloaded, a thrown can of maple-baked beans knocked out the guy to his right, while a can of pineapple chunks took out the guy to his left. And before he could finish loading, Callus headbutted the last guy into unconsciousness before carrying each one of them out to the van. Jim loaded up on snacks, free of charge, naturally, and asked that everyone please not mention them as vigilantes were technically criminals too. Callus and Jim then drove the dozing hopheads to a warehouse they had down by the docks. Callus had bolted five replica steel and wood electric chairs for the execution of prisoners to the floor in a semicircle facing the control panel that all the wires led to. He splashed each one of them in the face with a shot glass full of moonshine to wake them up. They had mouth guards strapped in to keep them from biting their tongues or flapping their gums. Callus poured himself a shot, took out his stun gun, keychain, and lit the shot on fire with the spark. He then grinned at their wide-eyed stares as they saw the effect electricity had on the stuff that they were currently doused in. Cal, said Jim. Yeah, Callus said. Can we talk to them? Jim asked. To your heart's content. Callus replied. So they can talk back, I mean, Jim said. What could they possibly have to say? Callus turned to ask. I'm curious myself, Happy Jim said. Callus sighed and finally said, I guess it could be funny. So they gingerly removed the mouth guards from the three bound boys in case they were biters. The shotgunner called them oozing dick boils while the can of beans target called Jim a shit-livered puke brain. And pineapple junk, pineapple chunks over there, looked at Callus when he said that he hadn't realized that Freddy Krueger and Leatherface had a butt baby that lived. Callus zapped him for that, of course. He's not a big fan of disrespect. And the guy screamed as his head caught on fire. The other two giggled. Jim put the fire out with a CO2 extinguisher, so, Jim said, you guys seem to really enjoy being mean to those people back at the store. They're scared little rabbits, the shotgunner replied. Rabbits, sheep, prey, I get it. Jim said, looking from them to Callus and back again, and what are your names, you important predators, you? Go finger your great-grandma's skull, the shotgunner said. You afraid to tell us? 
Worried we might use that information to gain access to your lives? Callus asked. Go lick a razor wire glory hole, the head butter, the head butted shotgunner said. I've been thinking of you three as baked beans, pineapple chunks, and headbutt, Jim said. I guess I could just keep calling you that. That's dusty, cranky, and I'm tweak, the head buttee said, looking first to his right and then to his left. Fitting monikers, Jim said. Fit a monkey's pop your dick hole, Tweak said, making the other two giggle. Callus zapped them all alight, and then Jim, of course, put them out, but not immediately. When they were more cooperative and less burdened with an excess of facial hair, they spoke of the thrill of mayhem. Dusty liked the way bloody wounds blossomed bright red, while Cranky liked the look of awe people got when they realized they were about to die, and Tweak just like knocking fools off their feet with a shotgun blast. Callus tried to hide a grin, but Jim still saw it. I'm not sure if you're just trying to act tough, or if you really are that far gone from your own humanity. But that may have been an unwise proclamation just the same, since I'm the only one keeping you guys from fifth-degree burns. That's the degree that includes charred bone, by the way, Jim said. So if you lose my support, then you lose my extinguisher too, because he sure as hell ain't going to put you out after spending so much effort lighting you up in the first place. You're just going to kill us anyway, Cranky said. Not always, Callus admitted. Happy Jim can be kind of a nag. Thanks for the news flash, Pops, Dusty said. Callus zapped. Jim extinguished. We had bad childhoods, all right, Tweak said. Is that what you want to hear? Only we didn't. Before the shards, nothing was funny. And now, everything is. The shards? Jim and Callus asked together. Best ever, Cranky said. Is that your gang? Salty shards, Tweak said. It's a mix of crack, meth, angel dust, molly, acid, and bath salts, Cranky said. It's too many saids. Anyway. Damn. Supercharged crazy, Callus said. And what do you like when you aren't on salty shards? Jim asked. Much the same, I'd imagine, Callus said before they could answer, just with the cockiness turned way down. But however they came by it, they've now tasted the thrill of the kill, and there's no going back from that. I don't know about that. What if I could get you off it? Get you clean, Jim asked them. No drug on earth compares to the rush of having the power over life and death, Callus said. That's not true. I have that power right now, Jim said to Callus. I don't even have to do anything. Since just by being an idle bystander, they'll be just as dead as if I zapped them myself. He turned back to the three and said, And yet I want to help you find your way back to your own humanity. People aren't born mean. They let themselves be swayed by the meanness they see in the world. You think I don't see the cruelty? I just try not to add to it like you all do. Hey, I'm helping, Callus said. Then stop grinning, Jim said to him before turning back to the boys. There's a slow-acting poison. They will kill you if you don't get the antidote within 24 hours. So I could inject you all and then set you free to either agree to rehab and get the cure or go out in a blaze of glory for your last day on earth. And if you do choose glory, then I would also like to recommend Happy Land to you. It's an exciting new afterlife that lets you do whatever you want with, an unlimited, with unlimited respawns. All you have to do is agree to the happy creed that we believe in happy, in balance and growth, being mindful and grateful, compassionate, and understanding. People call me the crazy one, Callus said. 
We'll take the poison in the blaze of glory, Tweak said, defiant. Did somebody say blaze? Callus asked as he zapped all three of them alight. Jim gave Callus a glare and a head tilt like, really? Before he put them out again. Yeah, that may have been a poor choice of words on my part, Jim said as he pulled out a dart gun and shot all three of them in the neck, making them pass out. When they awoke, they were back at the convenience store, all tied up, just as the cops arrived. They each had a business card in their pockets with a number for Integrated Negotiations. They all called the number within 12 hours as they started to believe the whole poisoning thing. A mind can definitely play tricks. So, as I said, we all may like horror, but only if it's happening to somebody else. When it happens to us, we want to get off that bus. And so keeping it to the arts keeps us safe and still somewhat satisfied. It's a better method of badness. Ha ha. Yowza.